Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Too many times missionaries will come back here and will tell us, well, I'll tell you the devil's power so strong you can't do anything and yet they've got God in them. Praise God. If they'd just learned to turn God loose, it would put that devil power on the run. Are you listening to me? Absolutely the truth. When are we going to wake up? Praise God and know that these things are true. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan on the Believer's Authority. I was reading after Dr. John Leakes, a man who's a mighty used of God. God called him over to South Africa at the turn of the century as an apostle, really, to Africa, a missionary. And he said when he got over there, he attended a missionary conference. The, the missionaries from all different groups, all groups of religion, they were having a conference and they invited him. Now, see, this is at the turn of the century. And so he said uh, they invited him to come and, and he shared with them about divine healing and the baptism of the Holy Ghost and all that was new back there at the turn of the century, you know. And so they were quite taken up with it and they, they couldn't just altogether understand everything that was going on. And so uh, one of the discussions, though, that these missionaries were having at this conference was they were talking about witch doctors. Because, you see, they was over there in Africa and they had come up against these psychic powers and, and witch doctors and were not able to deal with them. And so Lake said, I shared with them some of my experience. And he said, it is absolutely amazing the things that I've seen them perform through psychic phenomenon. Absolutely amazing. He said on one occasion, for instance, back there in Africa, he said, I, I happened to be with... They were two particular chiefs. They were about 60 miles apart, but they were enemies of one another and jealous of one another. And he said, I heard one of these chiefs say to some of them, said, I'm going to have the witch doctor to set that other chief on fire next Sunday. And Lake said, I rode my horse 60 miles. I wanted to see that. I rode my horse 60 miles, didn't tell this other chief, you see what's going to happen. On Sunday, these chiefs, they've got, uh, they've got uh, cattle and so on. They'll go out and round them up on Sunday. That's their day to do that. That's roundup day, sorry. And so he said, I rode out with this chief and ride along right side beside it. And he began to get hot and he got hotter and he got hotter and he got hotter and he turned purple all over. And he said, I know something about medicine, medical science, because Lake was educated along that line in his previous days. And so he said, I feared that the man would, would have a stroke because his blood pressure had run up so high. You see, he'd have a paralytic stroke. And finally he said, that man was just as hot as fire all over. And that he, uh, he fell off of his horse, just panting for breath, just exhausted. You'd touch him, you could like you'd touch the hot stove. And so he said, I said to the men with me, well, we've let this go far enough. I just wanted to see it. He said, let's just take authority over it in the name of Jesus. And we just laid hands on him. Though the man wasn't a Christian, but we had authority over the powers of the devil. And said, we commanded that thing to cease. I, I, I'm thoroughly convinced, he said, the man would have died if we hadn't. But we took authority over it. And bless God, that thing was shattered. The man's life was saved. 
And he said, I related that to these, uh, these people at this missionary conference. And I said to them, instead of you all sitting around here scared and afraid, he hadn't given us a spirit of fear, and talking about what we can do and we can't do that, why don't you go out and cast the devil out of them witch doctors? And he said, that so shocked them. They said, cast the devil out of them? Boy, we don't have anything to do. He said, they'll cast the devil out of you. But Lake said that was one of the secrets of his success. In that just in five years' time, God gave him 100,000 people and 1,200 native men, missionaries was, that we didn't wait for something to come with us. You know, the church had been sitting around for years to sing and hold the fort. But I'd just soon hear a donkey bray at midnight in a tin barn as to hear that old unbelieving song. They didn't sit around and hold the fort. He said, we went out looking for the devil. We went out looking. We challenged witch doctors individually and collectively and unitedly. We challenged them. Praise God that we'd do a bigger miracle than they did. Now why? Because he's sure of his ground. I knew the greater one was in me. I knew the power that's in me is greater than the power that's in that man. Too many times missionaries will come back here and will tell us, well, I'll tell you the devil's power is so strong you can't do anything and yet they've got God in them. Praise God. If they'd just learned to turn God loose, it would put that devil power on the run. Are you listening to me? Absolutely the truth. When are we going to wake up? Praise God and know that these things are true. And so God... Lake said, uh, it wasn't that we had any kind of a, of a special something from God. He said, I just taught my people, greater is he that's in you than he's in the world. And we just acted like it. That's all, just acted like it. The greater one's in me. The greater one's in me. He said, we not only went out to seek these witch doctors, but we challenged them separately and unitedly. We challenged them by the, and by the power of God, we delivered the people from their power. And when these people were delivered, they were so thankful because they were delivered from a lifelong bondage, you see, of, of superstition and psychological spirit control, an evil spirit. But you see, he said, he's not given us a spirit of fear. Well, that means we shouldn't have any fear of anything. Devil, demon, sickness, or disease. I've had people say to me, Brother Hagin, aren't you afraid that you'll get that virus? I said, no, I'm not afraid I'll get that virus. Preachers standing right beside me, born again, spirit-filled preachers. Said, I don't know why, but I'm just afraid I will. The next day he came down with it. I never did have it because I wasn't afraid of it. You see, the devil knows when you're afraid. You see, the whole nature... This whole world of nature, you see, is, is because man's sin. You know, when the curse is lifted from the earth, the lion and the lamb will lie down together. You know that? You know that? And in the 8th chapter of Romans, the Bible said, the whole creation groaneth in travail. Looking forward to that day, you see, when that will be lifted, they're under a curse too. I learned a secret as a little boy. You see, actually, before I uh, grew up and got saved, I was in contact with God. Paul said, I was alive without the law once, but the law came and sin revived and I died. Now, what did he mean? He meant as a child, my spirit was alive unto God because his spirit came from God. But when he got up old enough, reached the age of accountability to know right from wrong... You see, when the law came, sin revived and I died. 
spiritually, you see, because the fall of man, he naturally followed the wrongdoing, so then he had to be born again. But the spirit of a little child, not just born again children, their spirit's in contact with God. Are you listening to me? I've talked to some of them. I've seen some of those children where their parents were not even saved that had visions and revelations. Never been saved, but they were little children, you see. They knew things were going to happen. They knew things, certain things were coming off. You see what I mean? I remember one lady said to Brother Hagin, I understand something now. My little four-year-old boy, Daddy was taking a journey on the airplane, you see. And so we, I didn't want to leave them. He, he left away, away about four o'clock in the morning. And I didn't want to leave these little children, four-year-old boy and two-year-old girl, home sleep. They might wake up and everybody's gone. So just in their pajamas, I put them in the back seat of the car. And they're sound asleep and drove out to the airport, you see. And Daddy got on the airplane. And she said, that, you know, the plane went down that runway and roared off into the sky. And as that plane roared off into the sky, the little four-year-old boy, you see, never been born again, certainly not. But she rose up in that back seat and said, Mama, 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 is Daddy on that airplane? Why, she said, yes, honey, you know he is. Oh, said he, don't he know it's going to run into that mountain? And it ran into the mountain within two hours and his daddy was killed. And that little boy knew that. How did he know that? Because his spirit, you see, is in contact. His spirit, you see, has not been contaminated with sin. He hasn't. He was alive unto God. Can you see that? And I learned something as a little boy. I learned it and then it would work for me even after I got up old enough in that I'd sinned and my spirit was not in contact with God and I died. Can you understand that spiritually, see? But I learned as a little boy that, that wild animals, dogs, cats that had been, been beaten, you know, and just as wild and, uh, and other wild animals, I learned this much that uh, they would, uh, if you're not afraid of them, they won't be afraid of you, they won't bother you. I'd walk right up to them. I could, as a little kid, tame wild animals because I never exhibited any fear. And in our part of the town, after I grew up older, I used that same thing. I wouldn't let fear dominate me. There was a people had a ferocious bulldog. We didn't have all the regulations, you know. They got them all in because of a lot of those things. But this dog had bit several people. I mean, just severe damage, you know. I know my oldest brother, he'd, he'd come running in, just get scared to death. And I'd walk right by there. In fact, when that dog came running to me, I went, running, I went walking right up to him. See, I didn't turn and run. I didn't get afraid. I walked right up to him. Him just a barking, ferocious, knowing I knew that he'd rip people apart and send them to the hospital. But I walked right up to him and just spoke very kindly to him. He didn't know me. But he just sort of sniffed around my pant leg, you know, and started wagging his tail. I patted him on the head and he walked off. And people all over the community said, that beats anything I've ever seen in my life. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. But right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The classic four-CD series by Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, Doing the Works of Jesus, and the mini-book from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, In Him. Also included in this offer is the book from Kenneth Hagan entitled, Listen to Your Heart. All these resources are for the special price of $23.35. That's $15.55 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema dot org. <laughs> 
Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Winter Bible Seminar. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Coming up in February. That's right. It, February it, the 17th through the 22nd. And it's going to be a tremendous, tremendous time. Winter Bible Seminar is something that uh, Dad started years and years ago. That's right. And we've just continued it. And now with the school, we have incorporated homecoming for all of the Rama graduates. Yes. And so this year, it's worldwide homecoming. And I know they're getting they're getting visas and they're getting tickets and everything to, to come, come from all over from the world. All, from, from, we got 230 campuses in 51 nations. And so they're coming. And if you have been a follower of this ministry or if you've uh, donated yes. or any or followed this ministry, you we want you to be here. We want you to see what what you are a part of yes. because anybody that's a, that's followed the ministry and been a part of the ministry been a partner we, with the ministry been a partner with the ministry are given offerings to yes. help with the ministry you're considered part of us and somebody said well what is a partner well a partner is somebody that prays for us on a regular basis yes. and somebody sends up an offering at least once a month and uh, it's just whatever the Lord can uh, tells you to give or yes. whatever you can afford to send. And it helps us to keep uh, everything going here at Rhema, the, the, the books, the, the school, the, our crusades. That's uh, right. Sending telling, the word of faith out. The word of faith out. And if you're talking the word of faith, it goes out about every six weeks. And you can go online and read it online at rhema.org, or you can uh, you can actually download it from there, or you can request a hard copy and that's we'll send right. it to you. That's right. But that's what a Rhema partner does. It helps us. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagen's life-changing series. That's next time on Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.